Hello, my name is Caitlin and I'm a student at St. Lawrence University. Welcome to NetConnect, a show where I interview St. Lawrence alumni and give students the opportunity to learn more about networking and hear from alumni across multiple fields while giving alumni a platform to share their stories and advice. St. Lawrence has the number four ranked alumni network in America, so join me as I tap into this amazing family. Veronica graduated in 2019 and double majored in government and global studies. She currently works as a research associate at Corporate Insight in NYC. During her time at SLU, she worked as a student activities assistant, was a features editor at the Hill News and sang in the Laurentian Singers and SLU Funk. Currently in her spare time, she enjoys reading, walking along the Hudson and enjoying the company of her cat, Bobo. <laughs> I think you're the first alum that's been in slew funk as well. Really? Oh, we need you needed yet more slew funk alums. <laughs> I know. Larry messaged me the other day and he wants to do as like a small group this summer. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, you should. I bet you guys will have, I don't know if you've ever played outside with him, but um we've had rehearsals outside like when it was really nice out when I was there and it's a lot of fun. Oh cool. Yeah, that does sound fun. Um all right, so my first question, I was looking at your LinkedIn profile and it said that you had four internships before graduating college. Is that is that right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> I'd love to know, like, what were those experiences like and just kind of jump right in and hear any advice you may have for students seeking internships or any current interns, because I know it can be kind of an intimidating position. Yeah, so. When I went into school, I really wasn't sure what I wanted to do after school. And to be honest, even when I graduated, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. But um, I looked at internships as a way to kind of explore my interests and find out what I was interested in. And also, just as importantly, what I'm not interested in. Um, I think a lot of people think you have to do an internship that maybe you're going to have a job about. But I think it's fun or not but it's fun, but also important to explore other interests you may have. Um, and again, I think it's important to see what you don't like. Um, for example, my first internship, um, I, I had the goal to get an internship between every summer um, that I was at school. Uh, and then I had a fourth one when I was abroad. But um, my first internship I did, I was at a district attorney's office in Warren County uh, in Lake George, New York. And I got that um, through a posting through career services as the district attorney there at the time was a SLU alum and I reached out to her and interviewed there and I ended up being an intern there and it was very interesting and I learned a lot but I also learned I did not want to go into law um, I really thought in high school like maybe I wanted to go to law school be a lawyer uh, I was really into mock trial in high school <laughs> so uh, after doing that and kind of seeing the process and even seeing, you know, some of the, um, I don't know, just the everyday stuff that goes on, you know, you're not in the courtroom every single day, though I did get to watch like a few trials, but I was like, okay, you know, this isn't for me, but I'm glad I did it. I learned a lot. I met different people, things like that. Um, my next internship was, I was at uh, Senator Chuck Schumer's office, now Majority Leader Chuck Schumer's office in Albany. Um, as I decided, you know, I hey, didn't like law, but I was into government. I decided to be a government major. I would go for a government internship. 
that I actually got after going on a Slew Connect DC trip uh, the previous January, and I met an alum. His name is escaping me, but he actually works for Kristen Gillibrand, and um, I reached out to him, and he helped me get an internship at Charles Schumer's office, and I interviewed there as well. Was got I uh, got it, and that was so interesting as well because you're like just you know the people like you call when you call a senator's office or any elected official's office like that was me answering the phone every day so you could have people who were extremely angry with you and at, at the time he wasn't majority leader but he was head of the democratic party in um the senate and so you could have people just who just wanted to like yell at you so you know, it really trained me how to deal with like all sorts of people um and when a big event happened, it was just the phone ringing off the hook nonstop. Um, and I, I was very exciting. And I, I really enjoyed, you know, meeting all sorts of different people and being able to help those people. Um, and I liked the government aspect of it. Um, I didn't know if I liked specifically working in an office like that, where you're at a desk all day and really, you know, taking it from people. But uh, again, you know, another experience my, my belt. And then uh, after those two internships, I was like, okay, I did two government internships, but I'm also really interested in communications. Uh, my next like two, I should do like the communications route. <laughs> so um, I, okay, sorry, I'm like losing track of the one. So the next one I did uh, was when I was abroad in London. And uh, as part of the London program, they have you get a month long internship at the end. And I actually did one with an artist group they're like a networking group over there called the so-and-so arts club and that was extremely interesting because I got to do like typical uh I guess marketing and PR stuff you know like trying to promote the group online um I used my I was somewhat involved in the radio station case flu when I was there and I um used my knowledge of like recording um and editing skills to create their first ever podcast. And I wrote and produced a podcast for this group to promote themselves um, to like other artists and everything. Um, and I, you know, met some um, actors over there as well. I planned a big event, uh, but they were also like moving their offices from South London to like way up, like in the middle of nowhere, North London. So I was doing like some construction work, like painting walls and, um, <laughs> installing doors and I worked in like a warehouse that didn't have heat in December and I would be wearing my winter coat um and it was it was really interesting um but it was a lot of fun and it, it gave me like a cool introduction to like the British theater scene uh and some experience in the PR networking um and then finally my last one was at uh North Country Public Radio which I loved doing I think if radio was like still such a mainstream big thing that everyone listened to, I think my dream job would be to, would be a radio DJ. Like I wish I yeah. could do that, but I don't <laughs> think it's a um, you know I don't think it's a good career to go into right now, especially <laughs> at our age. But I I love that. I love going out and reporting. Um, you really we just had free reign of stories you know we got to choose the topic and go out so I remember I went and covered a dog show in Potsdam because they had just opened up a um, 
a dog park there and awesome. so I got to like record all these sounds and take pictures of all these dogs and like watch <laughs> dog show another one I did I went like hiking in the Adirondack for and um just it, it taught me again you know good interview skills and also really good writing skills um I think each of these internships really like um highly valued and helped me gain better writing skills um but that one especially because you know you're writing for journalism you're writing for radio you're writing online things like that um that was all very long-winded so, um I don't know if you wanted me to go into each and every one like that but I guess um you know for students currently seeking internships I think you know you don't again have to find a specific internship that you want to specifically do like if you want to go I don't know work in finance you don't have to exactly get like a Morgan Stanley internship or a Goldman Sachs like summer internship like it's not the end of the world you know look for smaller places um it might not seem as exciting but it really can be because a lot of smaller places you get to do a lot more work than you usually would uh and again I find you know alumni especially are always there to help you with internship stuff um there's a lot of good groups through career services and things online um you still use handshake right yeah 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 there's always like internship stuff on there um really just you know see where it case you don't be afraid to say yes to something uh you know even like in your hometown if it's small maybe it doesn't have to be like in a huge city or something um and I guess for current interns you know just take what you can from it like you know take think of what skills are really important to learn and you know treat it like you're a job because those connections you make at the internships like you never know where you're going to end up in a few years or at a job like those could definitely come in handy if they remember you as you know an intern who thought it was just like oh an internship like you know they might not be so friendly in the future but those yeah. are definitely like important connections to have yeah no it, it's awesome that you got like that much experience before even graduating like that must have been just like so helpful to you, especially being able to explore like a couple different industries before yeah. getting out. Yeah, I think I was always so panicked about figuring out what I wanted to do for a job. And I, and the truth is like, you don't have to know uh, at all, but um, <laughs> I always was so panicked about it that I was like, if I do like this many internships, I will figure it out and like be able to answer this <laughs> question, which, in the end, I wasn't, but like, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my next question is, what has your career path looked like so far after graduating St. Lawrence? I know you mentioned that you recently started a new job. So I'd love to hear like what you did before going to Corporate Insight and then what you do. Yeah, what you do now. Sure. So uh, I would say my career path has been like a roller coaster. So uh, my senior year, I started applying to, I, I, again, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I liked doing communications and media work. And I knew that from doing my NCPR internship. I knew that from working at the Hill News as well. Um, at, but I was also a government major and had those connections. So um, I think my ideal role at the time was like an intersection between the two of like media and government. Um, after I did the SLU Connect DC program, I I knew I didn't want to do the like straight working on the hill route, you know, for in an office as a secretary and like slowly working your way up through that. Um, that just wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. But um, so I applied to some of those jobs and 
I don't think I was very, I guess to say serious about it. I, I was serious about it, but I wasn't like, you know, I was in school working on my SYE. It was hard to like fully like apply to jobs. Like it is my job uh, when you're in school. So I graduated and I was like, okay, you know, I just like completed a big chapter of my life. I'm just going to like get a job and like figure out what I'm going to do with myself. So I started off working in a cafe. Um, it was a vegan cafe in my hometown, which like, if anyone knows me, like I've, um, I've been vegan for a while. So they'll think that's funny. I work there, but awesome. I'm not like an, I'm not like a jerk about it, but um, <laughs> no, I, anyway. I, I went vegetarian last year and I, I'd say I'm like, like 90% vegan, like, but oh, that's cool. Like, yeah, vegetarian. yeah. Uh, I, a lot of people like would always joke about that for me, but anyway, <laughs> uh, so I worked there and um, I think like a month after working there, I was like, oh my God, like I need to go get a real job. Like I am like very sick of this and I want to go do something. <laughs> so I started just applying to jobs and interviewing. And um, one interview I had, I flew down to DC for, and it was the final round and um, I, I didn't get it. It was like between me and another candidate and I was devastated and I came <laughs> home and I cried because uh, I, I had friends who were like moving to DC and getting like these types of jobs that sounded so great and I was like I'm being like left behind which <laughs> you know it's it's not true like there's no such thing as like being left behind like you're on your own path after school but um so after that I um ended up working at a local newspaper in my hometown um as a business reporter and I was like, great, I can do this because I, you know, I have journalism experience, whatever. Um, and it was a lot of fun. It was cool just, you know, being a reporter in the town like I grew up in and getting to go to certain events and like meeting people and um, reporting on like local issues. Um, but at the time I was actually interviewing for like a bunch of jobs down in New York City. I kind of after that job rejection from DC, I kind of set my sights away from DC and moved them to New York City. Uh, I think it was partially influenced because um, my boyfriend Dan at the time got a job in New York City, and I was like, I think I'd like to be somewhat near him. So um, I was interviewing for a bunch of jobs in DC, and I tried to veer more again towards communications, but I just like was not having any luck um, with like. <laughs> That is really difficult to like, you know, apply to a big city just off their website without those connections. I, um, uh, so I was actually working through a recruiting company and they were getting me jobs interviews at um, like as either like admin assistant roles. Um, you know, I had experience working as a student activities assistant or like reception roles. And I was like, fine, you know, just get my foot in the door somewhere. I can like move wherever. Um, so I did that. And then as I was in the final rounds of my interviews, which had to be February of 2020, um, I decided like a lot of these places weren't really, you know, taking the final step. Maybe if I actually moved to the city, it would finally hit. And in the meantime, I could just get a job down there, like working at a cafe, whatever. So I moved down there <laughs> at the end of February, 2020. And I'm sure you can see where this is going, <laughs> um, which was not good timing at all. And so I get down there and for like two weeks and all the places I was interviewing were like, ah, we're on a hiring freeze now because of COVID. Yeah. So I was like, oh God. So I like was living in, you know, a huge city unemployed. And I was like, ah, I don't know what I just did, but <laughs> there I was. Um, and so at the time, 
when I moved down there, I signed up with another recruiting firm just for like temp jobs, just like, you know, to get more office experience. Um, I preferred that over working in uh, the service industry, like no disrespect. I, I worked in a lot of like service industry jobs in high school and even the summers in college. And I was just like, not about it anymore. I just like <laughs> wanted a more like office environment. Um, so fast forward to like the end of May, 2020, I'm really just like, you know, trying to live in the pandemic, like thinking about what my next move is. I was kind of like, should I just go to grad school at this point? Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and I got a call out of the blue from one of the recruiting companies and they were like, oh, we, we remembered you said you have like a lot of media experience and we normally like don't have media jobs, but, um, we have this one for a nonprofit they're looking for like a press person and it's two months internships it's six hours a week and I was like I'll take it so I I took it and that started off uh, it ended up being an eight month uh, contract position and I after probably like a month I went to full-time uh, because there was a lot more need in the role and I worked at a public health non-for-profit in New York City that was um, founded by the former director of the CDC and wow that was I loved that job. It was so exciting and um, it was always busy and just the opportunity to like all of a sudden jump from going like small town, like local journalism to all of a sudden, like, you know, being on the phone with the producers of like uh, 60 Minutes or like uh, ABC News and all this stuff. I was like, oh my God, like, I can't believe this. And yeah. Um, it was it was nerve wracking sometimes because you know I it'd be like nine at night and I'd turn on my TV and I'd be like on the phone with the producer like waiting for my boss to like come on this segment and uh, like knowing like his connection like it's really um, me like that is what is um, allowing him to connect on the TV and everything and I was like oh god if I mess up like this is like on live TV so it was so great and. Uh, as a global studies major, I touched a little bit on public health and it always interests me. I actually thought um, maybe I wanted to go to grad school in public health like administration, but uh, so it was really just cool to learn all about that and, you know, being on the breaking news of COVID stuff all the time and the research they put out. And again, just, I, I love that. And I got to hone in a lot of writing skills as well, um, you know, writing different like media statements and really learning more PR type stuff by doing press releases and memos and all sorts of stuff. Um, so yeah, I, that ex ended up extending for eight months and um, I, it ended in January, 2020. And after that, I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to just, make applying to full-time like jobs my job and I started off looking in media stuff and I actually had much better luck this time around than the previous year um applying for jobs with this press experience mm -hmm. um at one point I had like five interviews in one week at like five oh, wow. different companies yeah it was, it was <laughs> insane like I was not used to it at all and I was like oh my god like I can't believe this yeah. Um, but so I, I stumbled across my current position um, at Corporate Insight, which is um, a consultancy for they started out in financial industry, but they briefly expanded to like healthcare, insurance, um, retirement, things like that. Uh, and we provide like, I guess, competitor info, but also just um, different analysis and research on all sorts of stuff. So 
say for, and I work on the investment team, but I originally saw this job posting that they needed someone with really strong writing experience. And that's one thing throughout all of my jobs and internships, I think has really gotten me places and something I definitely would like encourage people to hone in on if they're interested in it, even if they're not, like it's such an important skill to have and um, being able to switch tones and whatnot. And, um, and that's also always something I love and have looked for in a job. That's one thing I've always enjoyed. Um, so I, I applied kind of on a whim. I, to me, like, I didn't really think I would even hear back from them. Uh, I kind of was like, yeah, sure. I'll apply if they need like a writer person, whatever I can do research to, I guess. And lo and behold, uh, I'm now working there on their investment team, which is totally new to me. Um, I think one of the selling points though, is I was also a bit new to public health. So I was like, well, I can, you know, easily switch topics, but, um, Basically, I do a lot of writing of reports and monitor different updates between investment and brokerage firms. So, um, for example, say like a big company like Goldman Sachs or, or Morgan Stanley comes to me and they're like, hey, uh, we're trying to put out a new mobile app, but we want to see what other you know, brokerage are, is are doing for their mobile app. Like we would we go in and we have the ability to go like behind people's logins and with accounts and like see what they're doing and write up all these reports, like look at different trends in the brokerage industry, things like that. So it's definitely a change uh, from like the fast pacedness of media and, you know, press, um, which, you know, I'll, I'll always love, but it's almost, you know, it almost allows me to more focus on my writing and like a calm environment. I'm not constantly being bombarded with emails or like phone calls from people, but so it is yeah. really nice. And I really, I really enjoy it. Um, so yeah, that is a very long winded answer, but no, that's I, great. Feel like, I feel like now I'm finally at peace where I am. Like I finally, after, you know, almost two years of graduation, I feel like I have a, like a full-time permanent job that I really like. Yeah. No, I love that you went into detail. Cause I feel like no one, no one like actually gives the details of like everything that goes down. Um, so that was, that was great. <laughs> I think the one thing, you know, if someone too, I'll say, if you find yourself after college, you're graduating without a job, that's totally fine and normal. I think most people do that. Um, but if you find yourself like a year, two years, or, or even longer, like out of school and you, you know, you're not working somewhere you love, or it's not what you thought it would be, or you're unemployed, like, just keep going like just don't like give up on yourself it can be some of the most frustrating experiences I've had and but it really taught me a lot about myself and um you know the end result is amazing an amazing feeling but it's hard I know like a lot of people compare themselves to their peers as well like mm -hmm. especially with LinkedIn out there it's so easy to see like oh congratulate so-and-so like for yeah. working here now and all this but um just don't like everyone is on their own life track and their career track after college like you don't know what someone else is doing like it, it just you can't like you got to put like your blinders on and just really focus on your own goals and where you see yourself and and too, I think it's important to know like your first job out of school like you may not like it and that's totally fine like you can jump around um you may be working at a vegan cafe when you graduate from college <laughs> and be like, what am I doing here? And, and stuff like that. Like it may take you a while to like get towards your goal, but that's okay. Just like, you know, keep, don't give up on yourself. Yeah. I love that you say that. Cause I think people think like they have to find their like forever job right out of college. Um, so I love that you said, yeah, like jump around and don't be afraid to like explore 
what you like and what you don't like and kind yeah. of figure it out as you go. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned that like the, your current job is kind of like unknown to you. So like, do you have any advice for students kind of just going into their first job without much prior experience? Yeah, so I think the big learning curve for me is um, learning all about like brokerage and investment. Um, my company's been great because they know I came in with none of that background. So they've been training me and, um, you know, with like slideshows and whatnot. And they have a really good like web resource where I can always be looking up terms and reading up on things and asking questions. Um, I think what, if you're going into something, you know, maybe a different topic or field you've never worked in before, I think most important, like, don't be afraid to ask questions. I know everyone always says that, but like, seriously, don't ask, be afraid to ask questions. Like, I think people will see you're asking questions and that means they know you're paying attention and they, you really want to learn and care. Um, I think, you know, try to do your research. I'm, I think a lot of places are very good about giving you a background nowadays on like what's going on and what you need to know. Um, if they, for some reason, don't like, you can always just read up on topic. It's so easy to, to Google stuff in like layman's terms. If it's really technical. Um, I find myself do, always like on Investopedia being like, oh, what is an ETF? Like, yeah. Like um, but yeah, I think that, and just don't like get down on yourself either when you're first starting. I know for me, like the first week I was there, um, we do this thing where my colleagues and I meet in a morning meeting every day and we say what we're doing. And my colleagues were like saying all this stuff. And I was like, I don't know what any of this means. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't tell you what that, what they're doing right now or like what they're looking at. Like, I don't know. Um, so just don't like compare Like you, you will learn and good enough time just like keep going and if it's helpful too, like set little goals for yourself I know a lot of companies have like 90 day reviews maybe set even smaller reviews if they don't have that already maybe like you know by 30 days you want to grasp the certain concept by 60 days you want to have like a very firm grasp on it where you're not making a lot of mistakes on it or you know stuff like that and by 90 days you, you should really be up to speed and stuff like that yeah that's awesome um, so my next question, I'm, I'm interested in communications and I also want to like help people in my future job. So I could see myself doing that for a nonprofit. So I'd love to know like what your favorite part was, um, when you were doing communications for Resolve to Save Lives. I, oh God, that's a lot. Uh, I think a lot <laughs> of it was my favorite part because honestly, like back in college, I remember thinking like, if I could do communications or media for a nonprofit, that would be my dream job. So when I got this like contract role, I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. Yeah. Um, I think probably my favorite part was just seeing some of the work I helped contributed to like published uh, at like, I remember seeing, uh, and it's still up there whenever I go on the New York Times website, I see it, but we put out this tracker with the New York Times that tracks uh, your COVID risk in your specific area on like a visual map and oh cool um just stuff like that I think even like when big reports come out being like I contributed to this and like the big press release and I reached out to journalists and um you know even just calling up producers or having them call you or 
um, I remember I was home over Christmas and I was talking to my mom and I looked down and I was like, oh, I have a missed call. I got to go. The New York Times just called me like <laughs> something like that. Um, I think we're probably just my favorite part, just like getting to meet all these big journalists or uh, even just being like on calls with um, my boss, the former director of the CDC and hearing him speak about COVID with like I like it, doing an off the record interview with like the Washington Post or something and like me being on the call taking notes and being like oh I'm like privy to all this information <laughs> public. like I love that but yeah definitely knowing that our work was really helping people and especially during a time when communication of that pandemic was like absolute garbage um yeah from a previous administration and just so mangled knowing that we were really trying to push like messages out there and really direct people on what to be doing um it made me really proud and happy to work there yeah that must have been like so rewarding <laughs> yeah it was and I like annoying my friends and family member with like COVID stuff too it was really fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so I'm curious if you have any um tips for job interviews or making resumes and cover letters Sure. So I'll start with job interviews. Um, look at each one as, I guess, practice for the next one. Um, unless you're like some, I don't know, prodigy of job interviews, the first job interview you ever have isn't going to end up in a job offer. So just look at it. Like, I don't mean to think like, oh, go in there, like not caring or anything, but I, I guess take everyone, take something from every single job interview, even if you make it to like the final round like I I've had job interviews I think I went through six rounds of interviews once and I didn't get oh, a job wow. and it's like I can be extremely frustrated from that which you know I was for a period of time <laughs> um or I can take use that as a learning experience in my next job interview it's like oh well I know how to speak about this part of my resume much more clearer now and how to like get this point across and even just getting better at like um small talk I think that's a really important part of job interviews is being like personable with the person interviewing you I mean like read the room if they're not <laughs> if they just go straight into asking you questions maybe don't ask them like how their weekend was but yeah. if like some of my favorite parts of interviews are just like chatting with the person and getting to know them and like just talking about stuff with them and it, once you get to that point, it really makes the actual interview process a lot easier because you're much more comfortable with them rather than if they are reading yeah. questions from a sheet of paper, which can happen. Um, but yeah, you know, even I would say just really take any interview offered to you just even as practice, even if you don't want the job, like it's practice uh, for everything. Um, and each time you do another interview, you're going to get better and better each time to the point where, you know, you don't have to even prep you can just go into the interview and nail it and bam like that's it yeah. um for resumes uh definitely use career services for their help with your resume like they are lifesavers with that um i think another important thing is even like during your internship or job experience update your resume with what you're doing because maybe by the time you end or by the time you're applying to your next internship next summer if you didn't update your resume you're probably going to forget a lot of what you did specifically in that internship um and I think it's really important you know to remember certain things like say you get a new task at a job it doesn't have to be exactly how you write it but just note it on there and then you can go back and format it how you would like to later mm -hmm. uh I think another thing is talk about 
specific numbers, like uh, quantitative uh, data on there. Like, you know, I think for example, on mine, um, you know, I said I kept calls for Senator Schumer's office at the internship. Well, how many calls did I take? Like, okay, mm -hmm. probably up to like 200 people a day called sometimes. So like putting numbers on there of different stuff is uh, really important and a big thing. Um, and then for cover letters, I hate writing cover letters. I don't think anyone <laughs> enjoys them, but like, yeah. I literally would have like 10 tabs of jobs open on my computer sometimes. And I'd be like, I can't apply to these because I cannot write 10 cover letters today. <laughs> and I would just like put it off. And then by the time I would go to do it, it's like, oh, that job's gone. So just like one, get it over with. I find I use this for like any piece of writing I'm due. Just like write your thoughts down in like a messy blurb. Like it doesn't have to be perfect. perfect. And then just go back and edit it. Um, and then I guess too, what I found is really helpful. Just have like a, um, if you're like really stressing about writing a cover letter, I wouldn't say do this for every place, but like just have a cover letter that you wrote that says your skills. And this is more helpful if you're applying to jobs that are all pretty similar, like you're applying to a bunch of communication media person jobs. Mm -hmm. um, just like have a cover letter that's like laid out. You know, the first part is where you can just interchange the name of the company and the name of the job and then your skills and what you've done they can basically remain the same. So every time you submit a cover letter, you're just editing a few things. That is such a big help doing that. Um, again, just be careful because if you're say applying to a media job and or then if you're me, I'm applying to a media job and then I'm applying to like, uh, I don't know, a straight like government job. Well, I might not highlight the same skills on the cover letter for the job. So it might be more difficult to like put each one on there. But again, if you're, you know, applying to like, all journalist jobs or like all radio DJ jobs and <laughs> you can usually just list the same ones so I think just having like um a format to go off of is helpful yeah that's great advice um I love that you mentioned like being personable at the interviews too because I feel like people I feel like especially like your first interviews you think it's going to be like super scary and formal but um I think just like being human is super important. <laughs> yeah, that and just be prepared for anything too. I've walked into some interviews and they don't even ask about my resume. Like they, like, they don't ask about any experience. Um, I think I had one memorable interview where I was meeting with the head of a company and he was like, I assume if you're put in front of me, you're a qualified person. I'm not going to even look at your resume. And it just like spoke to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, anything can happen. I, I don't think most places are going to be like that, but you never know, like just yeah. be prepared for really anything that will be thrown at you. Uh, and even be prepared. This sometimes threw me off, especially like recently because I'm almost two years out of college. Uh, I, I'm sure like more recent college guys would be prepared, but I was always thrown off when people asked me about like my favorite college class. Cause I was always like, I have four internships on my resume. Like you want to ask yeah. me about my favorite college class? <laughs> like, I think someone did that to me in a recent interview that I had my um, two like work experiences on there. And I was like, what? But <laughs> just like, just roll with it. You just gotta like not seem like upset or um, like you're struggling, just roll with it. And oh, one more thing is it's okay to like pause and think if you don't know what you want to talk about. Like, don't just start rambling and being like, oh, like it's okay to like just stop and like let there be some silence and think for a few moments before you speak. 
Yeah, that's a great point too. <laughs> um, so my next question is more about like the communications industry. Um, Cause I know the internet has become like super saturated with like these marketing strategies from all these entrepreneurs and businesses. Um, so what do you believe are the most important qualities in comms employees to stand out today? <laughs> writing, 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 writing. Um, that and being able to adapt your writing because you can, I don't know, you can be an English major and um, be really good at creative writing and that's great, but can you do writing for like press releases? Um, what I've had to adapt to in my recent job is technical writing, which is so dry and like not what I'm used to from journalism, but I can adapt to it. And I think that's a major selling point. Mm -hmm. um, there's different writing for when you're writing for radio or when you're writing for like an online blog post or even just, you know, companies have specific, if you're going to be writing for a company, they have specific like uh, style guides and everything like that. So I think the ability to really like always being ready to change it up and switch tones of voice really quickly or your audience or whatever is really important. That and um, I guess just, I, I don't want to say being personable, but being able to like talk to a lot of people, you know, you don't have to be an extrovert to be working in communications. I'm much more introverted, but being able and ready to meet like so many different walks of life of people and like making connections with people, I think is really important, especially in the communications industry, you know, it is called communications. Yeah. Um, so you, you will, like if you work in a typical PR job, a lot of what you do is going to be, you know, pitching your industry to different people and just like sending cold emails out to people. Um, I think getting over that fear of reaching out and starting a conversation is a big thing. Um, and also I'd say public speaking. I don't know if, especially in a lower role, you'll start out doing a lot of public speaking, but sometimes they want you to do presentations. It's, it's always a good skill to have, especially, you know, interviewing too. Um, if you get the opportunity to take a public speaking class at SLU, I'd recommend it. Um, I think they're really helpful. Yeah, that, that kind of leads into my next question is if you have any favorite classes or professors from SLU that you think would be good to take. Yeah, um, I know Dan has mentioned him, but I loved Tom Green. I think he's retired now, but just does like the Summer London program. But um, he's amazing. Dan's like looking at me right now because he heard me mention Tom Green too. <laughs> he's like a dog when you like say walk or something. He's yeah, like, <laughs> Tom Green. Um, yeah, him, he, oh my God, was so great. And he was he was a radio DJ back in the day. So I'm kind of jealous, but um, yeah, going, being in London with him was like, amazing he's such a good teacher I'm I'm sad he's like retired and you guys can't experience him so I'll move on to like professors you can experience um Uri Kittler um take it to his journalism class like he is so great uh I like a love-hate relationship with him because he was so hard on me sometimes mm -hmm. but it was so good for me because my writing improved so much um but I would get so frustrated at the time I, I he once held me after class for getting like an 88 on an assignment and like it was like I had failed the assignment and I was like ah like I like this is fine like this is fine it was a difficult assignment but he really will push you if he sees the potential in you and uh again will really teach you being able to adapt your writing um I would also say in the government department god hold on I'm sorry I have to look up names that's okay. He was a new professor my senior year, but I took 
two classes with him and he was great i don't know if he's still there actually no he's not there okay, oh no. never mind <laughs> <laughs> um well that's disappointing um that's okay if since i was talking to the um about the government department i'll say ronnie lester um she's very interesting uh, she was my fyp professor or i know she was my fys professor actually um and i took like the international relations and zombies class with her which was sounds really weird but it was cool um <laughs> Um, in global studies, I would say JJ is amazing. Like his classes were so interesting. And um, so I feel like so many professors at SLU have such like great experience too. Like he, you know, was at the London School of Economics under a, um, a really famous economist. economist. <laughs> um, but yeah, his classes were really great. And who else? Um, I would say I wasn't a philosophy major and I took one philosophy class as my quantitative credit, but Jeff Maines is a great teacher. <laughs> okay. I think he's still there. Uh, if you get a chance to take a class with him and then, um, oh, in the Spanish department, sorry, I'm like shouting out a lot of people. No, that's in good. The, in the Spanish department, I loved Stephen White. He was so nice and interesting. And I didn't end up being a Spanish major I almost was or a Spanish minor I almost was um but he was very helpful with me when I when I struggled um with Spanish um and he's like so knowledgeable and uh he lives in Nicaragua like half of the year and it's very cool but um I'm thinking if I'm missing anyone um yeah shout out Larry at Slufon <laughs> shout out Barry Torres yeah and singers um yeah <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> um, I'm excited you mentioned uh, Kittler because I'm trying to take his journalism class next fall. Yeah, definitely take his journalism class. Tell him I say hi uh, if you get to take it or you see him around. <laughs> um, yeah, he and I would, he was also in London when I was there. And I, um, I'm also Slovak and I went to Slovakia when he, I was over there and he came back and he was like, tell me about your trip and like, wanted <laughs> to hear all about it. And, and he like gave me like places to go and what, whatever. Um, it was a lot of fun, but yeah, he was fun too. Cause, um, I took a theater class when I was in London and he would often like to show up to the plays with us and it was kind of funny, but yeah, he's great. Uh, he's really nice. And working with him at the Hill News too was really awesome. Yeah. Um, so my last question is, how do you believe students can take full advantage of the St. Lawrence Alumni Network? Um, I would say, you know, go to a lot of events they host, go to like, they have so many different SLU connects now, like it used to just be like DC and I think maybe New York, but there's literally one for like everywhere. So go, like yeah. go to one of those if you can. Um, I know they have like mocktail thing, networking things in the Winston room, go to those. Like, even if it's just like, you're on LinkedIn, you see a job and you see like, oh, one alumni from your school works here. Like just like message them out of the blue. Like maybe yeah. they graduated like a long time ago and aren't really connected anymore, but like, you never know, like it might turn into something. Um, yeah, I think that and always, like even just calling up career services and be like, I'm interested in this. Do you know anyone involved in this? Like they're super helpful. Um, they're really always helpful there and doing like, helping you out and whatever even like 
if you don't know if you want to go to grad school or not, you can literally like call them up and they'll meet with you and like talk you through it and like every, like always go there. Like not just your senior year, like yeah, go a bunch your senior year if you're really confused what you want to do, but like take advantage of it as like a freshman, sophomore, junior, like that's too like how you get your internships when you're in those lower um grades as well. But yeah, definitely those things. And I think Handshake, you can connect with a lot of people in there. Always be looking for jobs on there that alumni post. Um, again, that's how I got my first internship. Um, and I'm still in connection with that alumni. So it's, it's really great. But yeah, even, yeah, always be on the lookout. Like the alumni network does so much. They have so many events. Like I can't, I'm excited to go to um, the Connect New York City thing if they have it soon with like COVID yeah. um I know when I did the DC they had like a big dinner there at a hotel and it was super fun so I'm like excited to be on the other side of that and uh they do a big I'm originally from Saratoga Springs they do like a big um, alumni thing at the racetrack there um I've never gone to it but maybe I will eventually but <laughs> Yeah, they're just like all over. Like, just don't be afraid to join them. Don't be afraid to go up and talk to people, ask what they do. Like, yeah, I, I think just like lose your ego and um, start talking to people, start making those connections. Yeah, <laughs> I love that you said um, just like, just like ask career services for help too. Like, it doesn't have to be in a formal setting. Like, you can just kind of talk to them. Yeah, you literally can. And sometimes you can just walk in there and be like, is someone available? Like if you're having like a crisis over your cover <laughs> letter um, and they'll usually be very helpful. I was always in there my senior year. Um, one thing I want to add to before I go is like, don't like assume like when you get out of school, like an alumni is going to hand you a job. Like, so, you know, sometimes that happens. I don't want to like say like that doesn't actually happen because it does. Um, and I don't want to knock anyone who may think that, but um I, I think it's important to remember to like learn job hunting skills, like pretend that doesn't exist and learn job hunting skills um, without that. Um, and I'll even say like, I would like never mentioned this, but like literally if you're in a big city somewhere, like look up recruiting agencies, not to work at, but like they'll, if you have a good amount of experience in internships, like they'll hook you up, even if it's just to get your foot in the door somewhere um with like interviews and and you don't even have to write cover letters for them you just send them your resume and they send it out to all these places uh to get you work like there's so many I know in New York City that like you can do short-term ones or like full-time temp to perm whatever like I never heard about those in SLU I just like came across one when I was looking for a job those were such a big help to me um obviously with working at results to save lives but just like honing in my interviews too because I got so many interviews through them like def like sign up for one of those <laughs> I like highly encourage people them because I never hear about people using them but like they're such a huge help yeah yeah it's definitely important to remember like yeah like you still have to put in the work in the job hunt <laughs> and like alumni are there to guide you like they might be like oh I know someone at this company and like but you you know you may not get a job there and Again, I think they're really helpful for getting internships and getting that experience, but it is up to you to really like figure out and like make the final goals happen. Yeah, that's great advice. That's that's really that's really all I had for questions, unless you want to add anything else. But um, no, I think I think I'll set feel it just be like 
do a lot of writing. Um, even like go write for like the Hill News or one of the magazines they have if you're like really into that. Hill News is, is always looking for writers mm-hmm. uh, and is like super accessible and easy to write for. Um, you don't have to be like an editor or like do a huge commit. You can like write once a semester for them. They'll be happy to take it. Like, yeah, um, I would definitely just say like really hone those writing skills even to anyone, even if you're like a physics major, like you're, you might be writing science reports. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> writing is everywhere. Like <laughs> it's, it is. it's like a big skill. And I think it's a big skill a lot of people forget about, but I think it can really, even on like jobs in like the financial industry I've interviewed for, they thought it was really interesting. I had journalism experience and that like set me apart from the rest. Like, I think that's really something that you can hone and like differentiate yourself with. Yeah. My dad will be excited you said that because he's he's an English teacher. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so funnily enough, I never took an English class. <laughs> I I just I did journalism and then I was at the Hill News and I yeah, I don't know. I, I read a lot of reports. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I never took an English class at SLU. I think I was just before this, I was talking to Dan and I was like, you know, my two favorite subjects in high school were English and history and I never took a single English or history class in college (laughs) there you go yeah but yeah that's all I have I think this has been a good episode great I'm excited glad I could help you out with this yeah thank you I know we met originally like me working in like media and whatnot and I like changed jobs but no that's good I think it was it'll be interesting for students to hear about like the transition that you had so yeah what kind of internship are you doing now is it in like media I'm doing a marketing internship Ooh, where are you doing who is that a local one or it's no it's for this printing software company okay. um, in Maryland and I'm, I'm not like interested in IT but I've been learning so much just about like all the different terms and yeah how it all works so and the people are awesome, so it's, it's been really fun. That's awesome. Good for you. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Kaylin. I appreciate you having me on. Hope you have a good rest of your night and week, and good luck in the summertime. I'll keep in touch, too. Like, if you ever need anything, just hit me up on LinkedIn. Thank you so much. I'll let you yeah. know when um, this episode goes up. Sounds good. All right. Bye. Bye.